tales of I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where uh, half of the hosts have COVID. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and lay this out early. Uh, if I sound weird, if I cough, if I sniff too much, I'm going to try to edit all that stuff out. But uh, I am about a week and a half from testing positive from COVID. So I'm, I'm still struggling with some of the, the effects because this disease sucks. It so. fucking blows. Uh, it's the worst, man. It's... I, I hated it. Yeah, I'm a, I feel really lucky. I haven't gotten, obviously I haven't had to be hospitalized. I haven't gotten a, a, the large amount of aches and pains and things. But uh, for like three days there, I could, I just did, did not want to move. I just slept constantly. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. focus on anything. It was, it's been, it's been not fun. I'm, I'm really, really glad to have, you know, three vaccines they made before this happened. And I apparently caught a weaker version of, or whatever, but it still sucks ass. For, for me, it was all I wanted to do was sleep, but I couldn't stop coughing. Yeah. Yeah. This is a horrible combination. Do you think that now that Colossus is back to life, he can die to get rid of this virus? Like he got rid of the legacy virus? Oh man, I'd sacrifice Colossus in a heartbeat, man. He's never been hell yeah, dude. He's, he's never been one of my favorite X Men to begin with. Like I like Colossus, but like there's something really dumb about the not dumb, but there's something really it doesn't work on me about the uh, like the the poet warrior kind of vibe nowadays. I sure, just, I just don't care. So I mean, like yeah, if Colossus is on the fucking table, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it would think about the lives we would save just by if Marvel would just have the courage to kill the character Colossus in a comic. I can't believe the COVID virus. Honestly, I can't believe that they're not willing to do it right now. <laughs> like the fact that they're even <laughs> hesitating at all. <laughs> Blood on your hands, Casada. Uh, but we're back. Um, we're we're covering some uncanny X Force. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to do four issues today. My if my voice uh, doesn't work, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call it. So hopefully we can get through all four. Uh, luckily, there's not a lot of like some of these are real dialogue uh, light. So there's yeah. not there's not a lot to discuss. Yeah. But it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 other it's a it's a great again same thing I said last ish episode. It's very tempting just to sit there and read all of this and then have to reread it all again as soon as we record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just goes down real smooth. I uh, I have Good a little comic. I am a little confused by the 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 Nazi hunting issue, but we'll talk about that when we get there. It just seems like a really weird outlier in this in this group that we're going through right now. It <laughs> it's really not an X Force story. No, it's uh, not. by any means. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Let's get, we're we're gonna start here with number eight. Uh, we just wrapped up Deathlock Nation. Uh, we got a series of one offs before we go into the next major storyline. Mm-hmm here uh and this uh this for this uh issue is called unintended consequences which kind of sets up the next storyline yeah uh but it's not technically part of it and the cover is real great uh just in the way of this book making people who i didn't previously think were cool seem cool uh it does it for the shadow king as well yeah i gotta in addition I, to psylocke i gotta i gotta like force you to watch legion so you'll think that the shadow king is cool again <laughs> <laughs> it'll take some time because the comics and the cartoon did a lot of damage he wears that little fez man he wears that little fez dude uh, <laughs> like he, shit. he wears the like, fez in the in the live action too and it's and it's it's pretty fucking good uh it's, it's, it still it's, works it's great wow. also aubrey plaza what, plays in briefly briefly which i know you i know that has to appeal to you in some way so it, in weird ways <laughs> in ways i'm just now discovering um yeah it is truly one of nature's worst hats yeah truly truly is <laughs> <laughs> just like god fuck, god slept on that day it's uh, the, are you saying it's the duck billed platypus of uh hats is that what you're uh, it's it's like it's it's way less charming than that 
it's it's just like half a hat. I think uh, you know neither one of us believe in God, but I think if I think if like the standard Christian God was like listening to this podcast right now, he'd be like, "Look, man, I'm not responsible for all the hats y'all fucking made. Yeah, I gave you free will to make hats. I gave you hands and imagination. I didn't give you a fucking hat. <laughs> this is all the human hat. race. Humans, fedora, humans, fez, also humans, asshole. War, humans. Yeah, yeah. Bray, I had a hand in that. Bray was um, mine. The, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit the bray was mine. <laughs> yeah, the bray was mine. I'm sorry. I just think that Amelie was cute. <laughs> uh so it's it's a uh, Psylocke and Shadow King sitting on couches with their psychic avatars above them fighting. Uh we're gonna be in the astral plane a little bit here, but it, it, this does not quite re- you know completely redeem the astral plane to me, but it is pretty painless. I'll say it's um it's not as dumb as the astral plane seems to get sometimes, right? Like yeah. uh it's it's more just you know we're moving through memories and not necessarily an astral plane, uh, which can help. Like we see like psychic projections, but that's really about it. Like we're not squaring up in a, you know, uh, a realm. Yeah, it's not a, it's not dinosaur Xavier versus um, <laughs> meteor shadow king or whatever the fuck that we, we get all, all the other times. Uh, so we we start this issue uh, with Deadpool on reconnaissance. Uh, the stealth team is oftentimes sending Deadpool to check stuff up, uh, check stuff out. And he is looking in on this army base uh, here, this nuclear army base, uh, because Psylocke knows something's going on, and he's reporting to uh, Wolverine. Yes. Uh, yes. Basically reporting that nothing is happening, which irritates Wolverine uh, in a way that I'm like, that's, I mean, you asked me to report in. Like, if nothing's just <laughs> yeah. all I got, then nothing is going to be what I'm going to report in. Like, don't get mad at me for doing my job. He says, keep looking. Yeah. The... Uh, and we cut over to Phantom X showing Deathlock around the uh, X Museum yes. uh, here. Uh, their um, conversation is about uh, like this idea of uh, they're they're kind of talking about a, a a bunch of different stuff at the same time, right? Like they're 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 having this conversation about robotics and how they've run into a lot of cyborgs lately, which is going to lead into the AI like um, overlord in the future, um, and, and that it's, that, it's, that war has already started because robotics have have quickly outpace the human brain in terms of computational power uh and they're also talking about like ward's fetish for old stuff uh that he just keeps laying around uh which mm-hmm. deathlock is like oh yeah these these are cherished memories like you must you, you have to you have to keep these around to you have to understand what they are to to understand what they mean to you and of course phantom x is like did you just say cherished memories <laughs> <laughs> you're a robocop <laughs> uh very cute uh their their big conflict here is that deathlock obviously wants to destroy the world and Phantom X says no. So he basically says, can I guard it? Yeah. Um, what is the, so they, as they're walking, we see like uh, Magneto's helmet. We see the Nimrod body uh, that's been like put in mm-hmm. stasis. We see Zorn's helmet. And then they go to this thing that looks like a, like a giant, like wedding band or wedding a gi- giant tiara tiar or something. What is in this glass case? What is this little round thing? Do you know? That's the world. That is the that's world. The okay. Globe. Okay. So yeah. that's okay. That, they they turn into a wedding ring for Santa or for Galactus for some reason. Perfect. Yes. Um, we'll hide it in plain sight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the in the in our museum of Gugas that everyone loves to look at. Um, the uh, we cut over to a memory. Uh, this is Psylocke and Archangel working on their therapy, again, and it's a soup kitchen where uh, Warren was forced to volunteer. And things get out of control. This isn't what actually happened. It's, again, the psychic realm. Um, as this uh, this homeless person gets mad at Warren for having a silver smooth spoon uh, in his mouth. And uh, little tiny kid Warren turns into Archangel. 
beautiful. Uh, and kill slices them in half. I love it. Yeah. I abs- absolutely yeah. love it. Um, Psylocke kicks out Warren from his brain and stays here and starts kind of taunting Archangel, who is a presence uh, here. He's gonna. This is going to be setting up the next arc. Uh, puts him in a side jail. You know, to, uh, to stay there. Uh, he's just, he's literally frothing at the mouth. Yes. Like, this does a great job of making Archangel scary as well. Yeah, like an actual um, threat as opposed to, like, oh, he's cool now. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, good this, angel. This, this as dude opposed is, to, like, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to awesome angel. Uh, no, this, guy, angel. this guy's actually kind of generally terrifying. Um, this, this, all of this, like, personality battling for Warren's body is, uh, is, is way better than it should be. Like, if you just, like, were, if you kind of had told me, like, oh, yeah, a lot of this mm-hmm. comic book is going to be Archangel versus Angel and, like, who can, who's going to be the dominant personality, I'd be like, yes, miss me with that. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank yeah. you. I do not need, <laughs> I am, I am okay on that storyline. Uh, but no, it actually works. So, it, it, I mean, it's kind of the, the, the premise of this guy, right? Like, he takes yeah. things that don't mm-hmm. seem like they'd work on paper. And makes them work, you know. Like, oh, there's a new new set of horsemen, and one of them's the little drummer boy, <laughs> you know. And you'd be like, "What? <laughs> this shouldn't work, but it absolutely does." Yeah. Uh, one of them's a minotaur. That's stupid, uh, but it's actually really cool. Uh, Logan Logan interrupts this, so she she manages to cage Archangel, uh, and then Logan wakes her up, uh, and as well as Warren, because uh, Wade Deadpool has not phoned back in. He has not called back in, so he's gone rogue. Uh, yeah. So they have to fly out to. Um, smoky mountains tennessee i thought for some reason i thought these were russians <laughs> didn't understand <laughs> didn't understand that this it's was in tennessee it's, <laughs> it, it's just because it's snowy it's 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 comic book shorthand for russia yeah i, I um, legit like read this whole thing thinking that these were all <laughs> russians like had just just to me just now saw the smoky mountains tennessee and just did a yeah. double take because wow crazy i like this little bit where logan wakes him up uh, and he's like yeah it's, we have real problems and he's like these are real problems logan uh with what's going to happen right like mm-hmm. arguably if she had spent more time in there it's possible archangel would not have the power to do what he does to get out and cause this next big crisis yeah i agree it is yeah. Psylocke's fault i agree yeah uh. yes it's all our <laughs> fault. uh they they get there they're infiltrating this nuclear army base uh here and uh oh I mean, one of the reasons why you thought it was russian is because they they talk about that yeah like they talk about it being like stealth nukes and stuff they're like oh you're expecting there just be a russian you know, smoking with an eye patch, smoking a cigar here. Um, they knock uh, everybody out. Uh, they go in, you know. Um, there's nothing uh, super going on, just get, like some character stuff that's real good. I really like uh, Psylocke taking everyone out. Uh, and then Phantom X and Archangel kind of rattling swords since they both have a thing for her. Yeah. You know, oh, like this is horrible for me, but it must be very emasculating. And I love Archangel being, yeah, it's a real hardship. All the sex it leads to, that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible, terrible to, to endure. endure. <laughs> yeah. I like I like their verbal sparring quite a bit. Uh but of course Logan has to shut it down. He's like, that we don't have time for this. Yeah. Um and this is where Betsy uh goes to beat in her astral form, goes to beat the Shadow King, uh, who is doing Shadow King stuff. Like he's hanging hanging out in the astral plane and like <laughs> Meanwhile in the Dornish plot. Yeah, exactly. Go over yeah. to the to the, the, the Sun Spear Go, go over to the Eastern Lands. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, they've got a history together. Like, she, she captured and imprisoned for a while. I'm not up to date on all, any of that stuff. Like, I don't really know any of the details. But they, they give you the brief overview. Like, he's, this is a little bit of revenge for him uh, to, to yes. you know, screw her over to take her down. <clears throat> and the, uh, the, the reveal we're going to find out, uh, with, like, in retrospect, you know, spoilers, I guess, but we're going to talk about all of it, 
is that he is not necessarily being in control. This is all part of Archangel's plan. Yeah. Inside uh inside of Warren. So Archangel having not just being a Warren uh Worthington, you know, changed, but being a seed of apocalypse, like being his rightful heir and getting power in a world without apocalypse is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a cool reminder innovation. Um as this is happening, uh Deadpool comes up with all these soldiers that are being controlled by the Shadow King and immediately kind of virally spreads to Archangel and Wolverine. Um, so we're left with Phantom X there uh, with an unconscious Psylocke, and he's the only one who has psychic dampeners. Yes. Uh, so it's him versus the rest of the team. Um, and of course, he immediately deploys uh, his distraction tactics and makes them think that uh, the body is still there and that they cut his arms off. Uh, and it looks very cool, by the way, having uh, yeah, yeah. his arms just being totally cut off by Wolverine is very awesome. Uh, but then, of course, both the bodies just disappear, and it was all of a it was all an illusion. Uh, not a trick, mm-hmm. Michael. An illusion. Um, an illusion. The uh, misdirections are what prostitutes do for money. Yes, exactly. Uh, um. <laughs> which fits in with Vandavex a whole lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then it's back over to Psylocke versus Shadow King, uh, and they they both armor up. So he he becomes the giant dude that we've seen quite a bit, I think, in the X Men comic books, mm-hmm. and uh, she becomes yeah. uh, the like cybernetic ninja person, um, which like shouldn't be cool but like the artist in this just makes it look very cool (laughs) it's really it's interesting here so there's two two things i want to say about this one i love how this uh cyber armor recalls the old yeah psylocke armor like the butterfly head uh that kind of has uh two this artist is billy tan who during the uh messiah complex era of uh of x-men like when i was reading then was a real consummate bummer like every time a billy tan issue would come up it would suck but he was stretched really thin then, and he had a really bad colorist. Uh, this colorist and inker works really well with Billy Tan. Um, and I, th- I think this all looks really cool. And yeah. people have the weird, like, skinniness that I like, where they don't look like huge beefcakes. Yes. Like, Angel, mm-hmm. when he's not Archangel, just looks like a guy who's, yes. like, fit. Like, fitter than me, but not, you know, not Kumail Nanjiani strong. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, poor like, Kumail just gonna be the person yeah. that's forever reverts you as a ripped up dude because he got ripped up once yeah. <laughs> yep. but not for nothing to play five minutes of Kingo 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 action yeah in a really, uh, in a really bad Bollywood adaptation the for worst, the MCU maybe the worst Marvel movie um, did you see the, uh, uh, did you see that uh, what's his name uh, one of the Chris's Timsworth said that he doesn't want to do Thor if they're gonna yeah. continue to do Thor in that way anymore and I thought that was um interesting well, he, he also talked about retiring because he's got uh, uh he's predisposed to alzheimer's yeah yeah that's a huge bummer yeah too. it's sad shit that's a weird thing to because i guess i didn't know the history of that i just saw like the 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 like headline um and then when i actually read something about it i guess he was doing a tv show and part of the tv show that he was doing was like it was doing that test and like, I just can't imagine doing a TV show and being like, this is my new project. I'm so excited about it. It told me that I have the predis- predisposition out. to Alzheimer's. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> At, well, and also, like, I, if he retires, that, that's one of the most respectful thing anyone can do to me. Like, people who, like, have enough money and they're like, yeah, this is all bullshit. Like, I now am very aware of my mortality and my remaining high quality years. And I'm going to spend them doing important stuff for people I love. Mm-hmm. I respect that so much when people do that. Same. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, Rick Moranis like losing his he like lost a kid or lost his wife or something and then retired from acting for like thirty years. Yeah, because why? Yeah, like, like, I got like, enough money. I, I just I, um, you know. I, I can pay my bills, so I'm I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I'm going to spend time doing stuff important. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, they're kind of verbally taunting each other mm-hmm. before they get into a psychic plane fight. Part of the reason why the six, the psychic plane fight works a little bit better than some other ones is that they're just fighting with psychic weapons. Mm-hmm. So it just looks like Psylocke fighting a big monster. It doesn't look like two people holding their heads. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, zapping each other. Uh, and also I think the thing that works about it the, the, the most uh, is that we don't spend a lot of time in here. <laughs> like we don't, That's true. it's not yeah, lingered yeah. over for like 14 pages and it's not uh, Claremont telling us in like 87 paragraphs what's happening. <laughs> right? No quarter given and none asked. Yeah. Um, the, uh, we cut over to Deadpool looking over and we see the Phantom X has left Psylocke's body just in the middle of a, a hallway as bait, <laughs> which is very funny. Like Hitman. Uh, you know, going up and, and stabbing a, a Deadpool there. Uh, we go back to the fight and Shadow King starts deploying some psychological warfare, um, you know, gets into these defenses. Uh, the first of these dams falls, uh, he says, so he can bring in her brothers, um, which are Captain Britain, who we've seen. And then uh, her brother, uh, what's his name? This guy who's uh, nutty. Yeah. She has one brother who's like insane and super powerful. And it was a big problem for X or Excalibur. And I have not and spent then, tons of time with, so I cannot remember. And that's Captain Britain. And the other one, we can't remember who the name is. Yeah, the guy in his underwear uh, who's hanging out. There's a guy hanging out in Pampers. Um, um, I'm looking it up because I, I couldn't remember his name either, and I just kind of forgot. Um, Johnny, Jakey. Well, you just think I, I put uh, so I like brothers in there, and it would just pop up right here. But nope. Not Captain at all. Britain, yeah. I will. There's his name. It's, it's making somebody mad in the Slack. But oh, yeah. I just uh, haven't read tons of Excalibur. Um, the, uh, so he's basically saying like, yeah, now you've gone mad just like me and Captain Britain's like, I'm so disappointed in you. Uh, you know, and it's working, uh, you know, it's fucking her up. She's trying to, you know, dispel them is not real, but that's not really how it works. Uh, she pulls out her dice, which is this focus object, um, that she had used with Warden before, you know, Inception was in the water. Uh, and Captain Britain cast them out of her hand. Yes. You know, uh, it, again, it's working. Yep. Uh, at the same time, Deadpool gets the upper hand on Phantom X mm-hmm. here. So all is lost with our heroes. Uh, it, is J- it is Jamie, by the way, just to, just to lay that at oh, rest. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, there we go. King Jamie Braddock yeah. of Avalon. So it's a fucking there mouthful. Yeah. Get into Merlin stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's Caliber, do it. <laughs> Caliber's kind of an away <laughs> to me. Um, I know, uh, yeah. you know, we do that Merlin podcast and uh, the we finally got to the episodes where he starts dressing up as old Merlin to fool everybody. And I don't know if you knew, oh, nice. knew that that was a thing, but it's very fucking hilarious because he just, that the actor that plays young Merlin just leans into it as hard as he can. <laughs> like it just becomes a camp that, as possible and it's brilliant. That sounds super fun. <clears throat> That's great. Um, so they, yeah, so she, she ultimately straight, you know, shrugs him off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she just uh, in time because Wolverine is right there to kill her. So she's able to uh, kick a bunch of nerve endings <laughs> and kind of freeze them up for a little mm-hmm. bit. But of course, Phantom Oz and, and Deadpool are still fighting. Uh, so uh, she wakes up and is like, oh, I can't, these, you know, Shadow King is too entrenched in these people. I can't get their, I can't get his mind out of them. So I got to go stop this, this nuke. Um, I don't know if we've specifically said that, like, they were attacked, they were being attacked on three fronts, right? Like they were. So Shadow King was like attacking her mind. He had sent agents to attack her body. And then he's also sent a soldier to go launch nuclear weapons, um, which is, of course, a bad yes. thing. So with Archangel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go to uh, to go chaperone him. Uh, they get there 
and uh, she puts um, Warren Worthington to sleep there uh, and goes into his mind. The idea being, uh, oh, he's been fucked with the Shadow King. Like, he's really vulnerable. I have to keep Archangel. You know? Uh, and he goes into his mind. It's back at that soup kitchen again. Yes. Uh, but, oh, the Shadow King's in there. Uh, he had previously guessed that, like, oh, there was something that Betsy was protecting, and he finds it. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's bummed out. She's like, oh, I let him... I let him write to this. Yep. Like, I, I, I didn't mean to do this, but this is exactly what happened. Uh, and he uh, walks into the cage uh, and then basically just removes this, this whole side cage, leaving uh, Warren, just, uh, excuse me, leaving Archangel free to immediately murder him. Uh, he, like, cuts him, yep. in, literally cuts him in half uh, and then decapitates him while he's laying on the floor. It's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, what? what? Uh, and Archangel then, is, is very badass in this. And, then, like, Psylocke is like, Warren, you know, she's shocked by this, and he just goes, you won't remember this, and banishes her from his brain. Yeah. Like, so now Archangel is in control. Yes. Of, uh, Warren's body. Uh, he wakes up, and he tells the... Uh, I love this bit here. This is good characterization. He's telling the soldier to back away from the nuke. Uh, and the soldier is not saying, no, I must nuke. The soldier is confused because he was under mind control. Yeah. You know, and Warren, without even doing anything, just kills him. You know, he wasn't, he could have been talked down still. Absolutely. Or you just know, like looking, looking for an excuse. Or just grabbed. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. just, just, just like with hands. pulled to the other side of the room. <laughs> you could do a lot of different yeah. things here. Um, but yeah, and this is when, of course, not that the Shadow King has been um, not eliminated. He's not actually dead, but he's, you know, the kiss control over the X-Force team has been um, disconnected. They come in and they're like, it, you know, I, I'm sure it was the only option. This was the only thing that you had to do. Yeah. And Archangel as pretending to be Warren, like seems like he feels bad about this. And we get this a couple like a, a small panel of just Archangel looking at Psylocke and her looking at him and like, Oh, she definitely suspects something like something, something is a little yeah. weird here. So yeah, super good. Like I love Wolverine coming in and waiting a beat and being like, well, I'm sure it was the only option, you know, like, uh, we've all been there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next issue is issue nine. This is the weird Nazi hunting one, which we'll, we'll talk about. Cover's really great. Uh, just, you know, cool profile of Magneto, Wolverine, X-Force Wolverine coming out of the camera. Yeah, this is uh, there. This is good. Um, and then we, we start this off with uh, um, Dr. Nemesis arriving back to Utopia, having been sent on an errand by Magneto. Uh, Yes. And basically, like Namor is there to, uh, you know, make Namor jokes. Uh, but man, I am, I'm dying because everyone is, just, is talking about how <laughs> Namor is so cool in this new uh, Black Panther movie, and I, I just, I can't believe it. I just don't believe that it's true. I have to see it with my own eyes, <laughs> and I haven't been able. I was going to sneak away like during the workday last week, and of course, I have had COVID for the last week and a half, so I just haven't been able to. But I just, I don't believe that they've made Namor cool at all. And I. I I I am very uh, willing to be open with it. I'd like to see it. We shall see. Um, but yeah, hopefully, maybe, maybe she, maybe they can. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. When's it gonna be Namor's time? Now, now is Namor's time. I uh, I like this little bit with Doctor Nemesis here, where he's like, "This is the exact opposite of what you do, Namor." But I need you to walk away without talking. Yeah. Like this, you know, this is serious business, uh, which is part of what leads to this being weird right like when we when we get to this this is stuff that any of the x-men could just go take care of yeah um, it, it, this, this is why i think this is a little weird like we get some some pretty long uh 
pages with very little dialogue of like Dr. Nemesis walking up, handing Magneto this this envelope, uh, Magneto like having a, a somber drink of whiskey and then opening this envelope and, you know, being very, dis- having another. and then being just very disturbed yeah. and having another whiskey and then like having big thoughts about it. Um, and I don't know, like th- they did such a good job in that. Uh, I think it was first class uh, or maybe it was the second yeah. one. Um, with you know him with the character Magneto going like on a literal Nazi hunting extravaganza like that yeah. stuff was so well done and so cool and very very terrifying uh, and I don't know that like this Magneto like I don't know I don't I don't know why this 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 issue bothers me my man maybe maybe we should wait till we get to the end before we talk about it a little bit but I just yeah yeah we'll, we'll get to it I, I see exactly what you mean okay like it it also I have the same problem okay so I, I think we'll be able to talk about it. Uh, we still advance some of our subplots, even though, even though this is like a done in one, you know, uh, they're talking about how uh, the Shadow King, you know, is definitely still around, um, you know, and he's, he's going to show up and Warren uh, in the Warren body. He's no longer in the Archangel body uh, is putting on a big show yeah. of being guilty. You know, I, it forced me to, uh, uh, you know, and everyone's just like, no, that's it's OK. You know, like everyone's trying to console him. Uh, this is him. You know, he's the the evil version is in control. This is deceptive. Do you think the evil version hates the human body? Like, do you think it looks at the mirror and has like it is just like real bad that he can't just be the evil cool Look at looking this Warren Worthington all the time? Look at this J Crew. <laughs> <laughs> look at this look at this yeah. Abercrombie asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I I imagine so. Yeah. I, I I read this run, but I can't remember how, how it ends or anything. So I know that we're gonna deal with like a whole lot of like cool archangel shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, with him, with him in control here, pretty soon. Uh, there, um, they log in, you know, just being like, "Oh, we we do our thing." Wolverine is saying, "You know, please, you know, don't beat yourself up." He's not, please, please, I'm begging you, don't beat yourself up about this. And he's saying, "You know, the reason why we do this, this is part part of the game. We do it so no one else has to. Nobody else even needs to know we exist." And when he comes in, Magneto is there, uh, having paralyzed Deathlock, uh, in front of Toad's old out, old outfit. And an old Mister Sinister outfit, weirdly enough, uh, and uh, yeah, the the, uh, the surprise that Magneto knows they're there. Yeah, um, um, I want to I want to say uh, just right out, like in the background, they've got little tubes of of more X Men paraphernalia, and one of them mm-hmm. looks like Toad's uniform. And oh yeah, that yeah, is Toad next to uh, yeah, Sinister. That is the the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Like I I have been on board. <laughs> For all of these posters and all of the like Magneto's hat, like the whole thing, I was a hundred percent on board for board for until you showed me that you're keeping fucking Toad's dirty laundry in a tube somewhere. Like, what is wrong with you? Can I uh, can I can't it in a way that might make you think it's better? Mm-hmm. What if it's only there to put next to Sinister's as an insult to Sinister? Uh, yeah, but that implies that Sinister will eventually see this, right? <laughs> oh, well, maybe they, maybe they shoot him into pace. Oh, that's maybe, what this maybe, is. They're just taking... They yeah. Follow the Uncanny X-Force uh, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the Uncanny Instagram is what oh. they call it. And you, you join the Uncanny X-Instagram, and then Sinister is like, mm-hmm, you know? You know, I was gonna. It's like a reverse wingman. I was gonna make a, a joke about Deadpool being like just making really obnoxious TikTok videos, um, and then I remembered mm-hmm. that uh, for like a year or two there, that dude um, Ryan Reynolds was like had a TikTok like marketing like advertising deal, so he was just on TikTok basically as Deadpool all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so just that has I was literally say, be happened. Careful saying that you're gonna manifest it. Yeah, it, it just already exists, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So. 
Um, I really like this little bit of dialogue here uh, where Warren says, how did you find us out? And Magneto was just like, remember to whom you're speaking. Like, <laughs> you know, I, in, in a different world, I'd be in one of these tubes. I could be next to Toad's laundry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, he says, you know, he wants to talk to Wolverine in private. Wolverine's like, no, you can, anything you say to me, you can say in front of the squad. And he gives him the envelope that he had. Uh, and it's one of his old Nazi tormentors. You know, uh, this is some Munich shit. And he's saying, uh, take care of this guy. Wolverine says, why can't you do it? And he says, because I'm asking you to. This is the thing that you and I have a problem with, I think, is that it seems in character for Magneto to either have already hunted these people down or have no problem doing it. Yeah. You know? And to, uh, to kind of have maybe... Um... Yeah, this just feels like an old problem for this Magneto, right? Like, the Magneto yes. that's facing down, like, the elimination of his entire species. Like, because we're kind of still in that that mode where there's not a whole lot of mutants anymore, right? Like, we're... Yeah, it's the Extinction Squad. Yeah. Like, like we're, this is not, you know, goody-goody two-shoes Magneto, who might be hesitant to do this because he wants to set a good example. This is Magneto who is on the the team of, like, anti-heroes with Namor and stuff. Like, this is, like, the team's half former villains emma frost like it's all former villains in the x-men at this point with with cyclops right yes um this is that version of them so magneto wouldn't be this gun shy i don't feel about it and then man like if you're magneto uh and five of your buds got like partial phoenix force powers and did all of this crazy shit and they didn't go down and hunt all the all the ex-nazis <laughs> <laughs> while they were there <laughs> excuse me like i'm gonna on, just take man. care of this like it is it is canon yeah. in the supernatural universe that what that one of the angels gets godlike powers and it eliminates all um, homophobes from the planet so like in the in the yes. world of supernatural there's just no homophobia <laughs> anymore because they literally this, this one dude murdered everybody <laughs> which is <laughs> but i yeah I, I i just yeah uh I, and I'm not going to have her on about it. Like, I feel like this is, this is a story that um, is really trying to deal with like some sensitive actual uh, content and is, it's, it's not doing a bad job of it, uh, but it just also just feels very superfluous. And like you said, when we started this, this doesn't feel like an uncanny X-Force story. This feels like a, just a, a Magneto story. And I'm not sure why we're it, including it in, into this. My issue with it is that it's not just that it's inappropriate. It's a Magneto story that's been done. You know, like, I feel like Magneto hunting down one of his own tormentors, you know, you mentioned it in first class as a thing, which is a different medium. So, like, but even in comics, it's happened, you know, uh, it just feels like something that would have, by this point, Magneto would have dealt with. We've just done this story a bunch of times. We've established how Mag Magneto reacts to it. Uh, maybe there is like a subplot in the main Uncanny X-Men book right now where he's like, maybe I'm going to be a pacifist or something. Mm. Uh, and he's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, so there, maybe there's supporting material, but it just ends up feeling a little weird. Like just an excuse to do a largely dialogue free issue of Wolverine going and killing a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is what the rest also, of the issue Wolverine is. is very hesitant. He's like, Oh, this team neutralizes threats. We're not a revenge squad. And Magneto has to go, please do it for me. Oh yeah, with the weird uh, eyes, dude. This 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 face yeah. thing is 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 really bizarre as well. Uh and 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 Wolverine's just like, fine, I'll do it. And then like leaves to yes. go do it on his own, uh, which seems yeah. really weird. Like if we're gonna have this whole thing be the thing, like let's 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 have the team go hunt down some Nazis. Like, let's go do it. Um I think the reason why so there's there's a this issue is called um what is the high art, mm -hmm. right? So like uh I think they're trying to do some Wolverine Samurai shit 
is the reason why it's alone, but it doesn't, it just doesn't work that well. Like, so Wolverine's going to go do it alone. He goes and he grabs a samurai sword. Uh, and he has this quote that is irritatingly written sideways. So I can't read the author right here. Uh, uh, I have a high art. I hurt with cruelty. Those who with, who would damage me. Yeah. Ar- um, Archilius. little quote. Yeah. Archilius. Yeah. Archie. Wait, hold on. Yes. I'm, I'm missing a C there. Archilocus. Uh, which Arch- sounds Archilocus. Which, which sounds like a 2019 indie rapper. I'm just going to say that. Like Archilocus yeah. is, dro- <laughs> is dropping some fire material in 2019. He's fallen off since. Like he got a little money. Well, this is actually a quote from his mixtape. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, Wolverine lo- like like a lot of uh, weeaboos. Wolverine loves hip hop. You gotta you it's gotta like put this over that accordion yeah. flip sample from that MF Doom song, and then like then then it then it fucking then it's then it's the shit, dude. Then it's shit. Um. Uh, he looks over at a picture. Do you know who, who that is on the wall? Man, I I I have looked I've zoomed in on this uh because I was like yeah. it's it, it's got to be Gene, uh but it looks just off model from Gene and like the the coloring is so subdued that it's like yes. they don't do the bright red hair which would be the like oh that's definitely Gene, but it looks kind of looks like her. So and she's not in any kind of uniform or anything. I don't know what's happening in Wolverine world right now so that he's that he's yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So <laughs> Uh, he leaves, uh, this is a very unusual issue of this comic, uh, cause it's just, it's very zoomed out. Like it's just, he leaves, we get all these like big art, you know, of, of Eva going to Rio de Janeiro, him walking through the woods, you know, the jungle and stuff like not a whole lot happens yeah. in it. Uh, it is meant to be kind of lyrical and sweet. And I think that, uh, it doesn't sell it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like doing a dialogue light action light you know, kind of meditative issue. I just don't think it sells it. Uh, he, go, he finds this Nazi. The Nazi does a little trick where he whistles a tune, then goes inside and puts on a record that is whistling the same tune mm-hmm. to kind of trick Wolverine to no end, really. Oh, I thought he was just, uh, this was just like their, because he starts talking about the girl that he met, um, and I just assumed this was like their yeah. song or whatever, like he was whistling it, it outside. It probably is. And, yeah. um, it just kind of treated, it felt like it was treated a little bit as a reveal, like Wolverine's following the whistling, and when he gets in, it's coming, it's no longer coming from the guy. It's coming from a record player. Yeah. I, um, I have an, a, another problem here, uh, which is like this dude's talking about his wife, how he like came here after the war to start a new life, to get away from all of the horror, um, that he, you know, admits to, like he freely admits that he's a monster. Um, and th- the whole time he's like looking at a picture being all sad. And then when like Wolverine walks over, we see, or towards the end of it, we see the picture that he was holding, and it's just like a blonde German-looking girl. And I'm like, did you just bring your girlfriend with you from Nazi Germany? Like, <laughs> what? Like it would be, it would be. She doesn't look like she's from Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, like if you want to have this, like, if you want me to have like even just the mo- most minuscule amount of pity for this man, like have him be with a Brazilian woman that he met at Brazil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, know, it's, it's, it's really odd. Yeah, it's just a you weird know, is, thing. Is the, yeah. yeah. So he's saying, you know, oh, I'm evil. I knew this day would come. You know, I, I lived this life. She died. She didn't see this. And the big stinger, he says, you know, I hope that you'll uh, remember that no man outruns their past when your victims come for you. And then Wolverine slices him in half. And that's the issue. Uh, I don't. Th- this is also really well-worn territory for Wolverine. Yeah. You know, the like, you're not actually that different from the people you hunt is the theme of half the Wolverine stories it feels like it's just not doing enough like it's meant to be this kind of slow and lyrical you know meditation on this thing that is just uh over overwrought territory it also uh like if i was wolverine i'd be like i've done a lot of really fucked up shit 
I'd fought against you guys in the war, though. Like, I was there. Yeah, he's <laughs> also not a Nazi, man. I, w- I, was, I was, like, one of my pals was Captain America back in the 40s, okay, my man? Like, I, <laughs> I, have, perhaps you know it. I have done a lot of yeah. weird shit in my life, and I'm not proud of a yeah. lot of it, but I have definitely have, can, can claim that I've never been a Nazi before, you Nazi fuck. Like, I, the idea of, like, you're going to try to compare this dude to Wolverine at all is just fucking laughable to me. Like, it's... it's I feel like there's a story there, but you just do it a different way. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like this, this Nazi shouldn't have been like, yeah, I'm a monster. Kill me, motherfucker. Like he could have been like, you know, that like to make the comparison to Wolverine, he would have been like, that was four years of my life. I spent 40 years of my life raising this kid, doing this community. You know, how is that so different from you who have spent several years of your life doing atrocities and this many years trying to do good things? How do you balance it? Like there's a question there that you could make, you know, Nazis uh, short circuit it. You know, like Nazis are just unforgivable and you you don't get to have those moral discussions. Yeah. But you could make a stronger case for it. Well, and then if you want to do that, like show this dude surrounded by family at the fucking charity yeah. that he's been running for 30 years to put poor Brazilian kids into soccer teams across the globe or whatever the fuck you do with poor yeah, Brazilian dye all kids. the hair blonde. <laughs> <his wife>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we made it back. We made it bad. He's got again. a blonding charity. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, no one's going to blonde the Sao Paulo if, uh, if it's not me. Um, have you seen yeah, uh, just, again this yeah. is a TikTok thing but have you seen that like TikTok has discovered that there's a like a, a really authentic um, Oktoberfest in Brazil and people are like yeah you, you know why right like like a bunch of people are just like, oh my god, it's <laughs> this is so amazing! Like I can't believe, like I was, we just stumbled into like this really authentic Oktoberfest in the small town of Brazil, and everyone's like, you know why, right? Like you can you can put it together why there might okay, <laughs> fucking internet man never change. <clears throat> That's so good. I I did not know about that. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh. Yeah, That's this great. is a this is not a, a good issue for me. Um, I yes, I don't think it. I don't think it really works. I like. I don't think as much as it's supposed to be like this, like kind of slow meditation or like really emotional thing. I just it just it completely fails for me uh, to the point that I went back and like did Remender write this? Like was this this was the yeah. dude right? <laughs> there's there's something going on with it. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't particularly care for it. If it, it's not a uh, an absolute war crime. If if this is the worst issue of the run, it's still a great run. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. So, um, yeah. How are you uh, holding up, buddy? I'm good. Let's, let's keep going. Yep. If I start so, if I start losing to this, I'll, I'll we'll just cut it at some point. But uh, these are, yeah. these issues are going fast, so I'm good. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Uh, this moves on to Uncanny X Force number ten. Um, this is, uh, it's called a single issue, The Killer Among Us, but it's still kind of continuing this, uh, setting up the age of Archangel yes. that we're going to have. Uh, uh, and cover, we have Archangel over the body of regular Angel. Yeah, very good. Art, yeah. art on this really, yeah. really is great. Um, Super cool. And we start at a, uh, with a reporter, um, a guy that we've never really met before, um, trying to figure out like how to write political stories when um they're being like kind of forced to take both sides uh of of these political stories when who else but the shadow king shows up and is like hey i know warren worthington owns this newspaper um here's a bunch of evidence that him and some other mutants are running a uh assassination squad essentially and the guy's like yeah sure like you you run a fez i don't believe anything that a guy wearing a fez says to me like that's (laughs) gonna need a lot more proof about this uh and the shadow king like I, hands him the envelope and then leaves and on this is a on this usb drive is just a bunch of video and pictures of you know what the x-force has been up to 
Well, specifically him killing that soldier. Yes. You know, that, that he killed uh, in the nuke. Uh, kind of thing. Lots of other fights too, but that, that specifically. Uh, and this is very shocking uh, to him. Shit, that's him. Uh, he calls his boss and his boss, uh, we switch over to his boss's perspective. His boss has one of the worst facial hairs you can have. Um, do you know this thing where you get the, just the, the pointy goatee just on the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Don't like this at all. Uh, <laughs> good God. Um, quit your job, man. Um, so he's there and he's, uh, kind of talking him out of it a little bit. And he's like, Oh, just send me the stuff. Oh, you want to see it in person? That's okay. You know, is there any other explanation and stuff? And then he immediately, uh, we're going to get to it. He immediately calls Warren Worthington. The X-Force are off stabbing uh, Nazis, basically. Like, it looks like they're in an alternate universe World War II. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the uh, fuck they're supposed to reason. be doing. Because all the guns have bayonets. <laughs> like, what are we doing out yeah, here? Yeah, there's pith helmets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. They, they've taken a, a detour to a Hellboy story. I mean, and this is just uh, the danger room. This villains. is just the danger room, right? Like, he turns off yeah. the simulation. But, like, why? What are you training for, my man? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's <laughs> training for the big Mike Mignola. Uh, crossover but he uh the boss immediately calls warren worthington you know he he's not he's playing ball right yeah. he knows where his bread is buttered warren worthington says no no uh i'm gonna come collect the material it's definitely another corporation trying to smear us you know we do not want the pr nightmare we'll take care of it you did the right thing yes um on his way out uh psylocke catches him and Psylocke says, hey, you've been avoiding me like you're not doing the sessions he's like i don't need the sessions I know how to uh, control Archangel now. Uh, and she's like, that's ridiculous. Like, how did you suddenly figure that out? And he says, uh, <laughs> you could find out if you wanted to. No? All right, well, I'm out. Uh, and one of the things I like about this comic is nobody's an idiot. I think in a, a worse comic, this would work for a while. You know, like Psylocke would spend a lot of time like, I don't know. Even a worse X-Men comic, like Claremont would have Psylocke angst about like whether she should trust her lover. Oh yeah, yeah. This would be for like this would be like issues? a two year kind of drawn out ordeal, yes. right? Like a back and forth, and sometimes Archangel would just be fine because we weren't dealing with that plot this yep. month. But then other times he'd be it, very not fine. <laughs> exactly. You know, and instead, Salak immediately just goes to Wolverine, and goes, "We got a problem. It's Warren." You know, she's nobody's idiot, which is part of what makes me like, you know, like her more in this run than I have in other stuff. Yeah. You know, she's smart. Um, um, she immediately goes to, to to Logan, who was reading uh Hemingway in his like room, like like yeah. like you do, uh, and then just in full uniform, <laughs> just reading some Hemingway. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then we cut no, back for the presence of beasts. We cut back over to our uh reporter, or no, the reporter's boss, uh, who is confronted by um Angel, why Warren Worthington in, in like plain clothes, um, and. We don't see it happen, so we, we all we see is, I, I love is him just like kind of making yeah. a vague threat, and then we jump to the reporter who's watching the news when he sees the reports about this body that has been found from his boss. So he knows that he turned this evidence over to his boss. His boss was immediately murdered for it, and then guess who shows up at his door? It's full Alan Archangel, um, and yep. demanding to know who gave him the information. Yeah, who else knows? And we get this internal monologue of Archangel and Angel, like you know, kill him, torture him, you know, no, uh, we have to stop it. We don't want to do this. Uh, as this happens, Wolverine bust in, you know, to, to stop it. Wolverine was told by, uh, Psylocke and he ran here quickly. Um, you know, I love this little bit where he's like, figured bets had you under control. And Archangel says, never allow the guard to date the inmates, Logan. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
he basically says, like, you know, you should have helped me. You should help me. Like, I'm still guided by this misguided principle. I'm protecting X-Force. He's like, no, you know, I have to put you down. Like, you're just cold-blooded murder. We don't do this. Even though he um, did it in the last issue. <laughs> yes, but that, <laughs> That's however, just, but was, was a Nazi. Uh, that was, a, so, I mean. Yeah, that was, that was a, a pre- present to Mr. Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Please do it for me, Wogan. I was, uh, I was clicking through just some, like, as we were talking to try to see if there was any, like, background information on that issue because I was curious. And I found a review about that t- issue with the, with the Nazi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the review has a bad section that says the only thing bad about this is if you're not very familiar with Wolverine's personality, then you may find this a confusing issue to follow. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Pretty sure that's not the problem. No. <laughs> the, the, um, oh, God, I can't. Oh, wait, he, he drinks more whiskey? <laughs> oh, this is going a mile a minute. I, I can't. Um, Wolverine yeah. and, and Archangel fight. Uh, and we get this kind of internal dialogue from Wolverine talking about how he hated Warren the first time he met him, thinking that he was just like not ready for this kind of life, that he would just immediately fold or immediately crack. Uh, and no matter what happened, he never did. Like he, he was always there, always, uh, you know, showed his real heart and became one of Wolverine's friends. And so now we come to the point where he has to pull the trigger. He has to kill Warren and he isn't, can't do it. He, he just can't make it happen. Um, so he gets yeah. thrown off of Archangel's back. At this point, they have dove out of this building, um, and our reporter is running to the the exit. Yeah, I love uh, you know Warren Worthington, who can fly, and as Archangel uh, cuts him off. Like running panicked is no way to die, Harper. You know, like this real cool, cold ass shit. Yeah. Uh, in the, this in Ar- Archangel version, uh, but he breaks down. He starts turning back into Warren Worthington as his, uh, you know, as he fights the influence just in time for Psylocke to stab him in the head with her psychic knife and put him to sleep. Yes. Um, um, I really like this, this, this one panel of them of like literally fighting over control of Warren's body. Like it shows like he's half Archangel, half Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I asked about that when we first started this of like what that transformation was and like having it be like a, like a physical transformation that he's going through, I think adds to this a little bit. Like it adds a little bit of like that Hulk body horror of becoming something yeah. you can't control. I, I don't necessarily know what was this was really missing from Archangel, but it's like I'm very glad to have it here now. If that makes sense, it's a it, it's a cool idea. Like when it happens, it usually probably happens too quick to see. Exactly, but the fact yeah. that it's you know being fought right now, you can actually see the grotesqueness of this clothing growing over his, his skin and stuff. Yeah, um, so like erases the reporters' memories, and they take uh, Archangel back to their their jail, Cavernex, you know, into it, Cavernex. Uh, they're basically explaining you know what's going on. Um, you know, we have to leave him awake because when he's asleep, he's much more susceptible uh, to things, to, to apocalypse's control. And this is what uh, Deathlock says. Like, uh, the future is fluctuating wildly at this point. This is an important thing. I cannot predict it um, here. The most prudent thing would be to, to kill him. Uh, we can't do that, you know. So we have another idea. Uh, Wolverine has another idea. I need to check in with somebody who knows Apocalypse tech. I'll just, basically, the uh, Deathlike's dialogue here is so fucking good. My tachyon transmitter can no longer generate maps of tomorrow. Like fucking, just let me eat up that maps language. Of yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, it's super good. And yeah, we 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 skip over to you know somebody that Wolverine uh, thinks can can help them out that has experience with Apocalypse shenanigans. Uh, and we go to these two guards in New Jersey who are transporting uh, a supervillain to the raft. 
um, when on the side of the road is none other than a Brazilian soccer team, uh, you know, with stuck on the road with a flat, which the guy was just literally talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Several of which are blonde. Several of which are blonde. Yes. Uh, <laughs> none of, the, none the, of which uh, like can you, can you please know what Brazilians look like? None of these women look like they're Brazilian. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, that that could be the issue. Like Billy Tan just might not know. He might just maybe has um, never seen a Brazilian before. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this was all a psychic misdirect, and they drive off. Uh, they've sprung the prisoner. The prisoner is revealed to be Dark Beast. Yes. Le- uh, leftover from, from our world after Age Apocalypse shenanigans, uh, which we, don't, yep. we do not have to get into. We just know that he is not uh, our Hank McCoy. He is evil Hank McCoy. Yeah. Also, yeah, we've talked about Age of Apocalypse plenty. Yes. Yes. Uh, he, they take him there, you know, uh, and he immediately figures it out. He looks at Archangel and goes, oh, you've killed Apocalypse. Like, this is what happens. He's being, he's ascending. You know, he's the heir of Apocalypse. There has to be an Apocalypse. Uh, Apocalypse was a being selected by the Celestials. So if there's not one, like, somebody who has his lineage will become one. You know? Uh, pretty cool. How do you, I, I, I was, was going to ask, how do you feel about the Celestials being involved in this Apocalypse and, and this stuff? Like, are you, are you into this? Um... I think it's just part of the origin. Okay. You know, I, I think it came well before this. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if this was established candidate or if yeah. we were making stuff up. Was it? I, I think that the, the specifics of it, if I had to guess, like, Apocalypse was always a thing uh, with the Celestials, and this is just adding lore to it. Okay. So the stuff with the Death Seed and the Life Seed, I think, are Rickremender creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not totally sure. Gotcha. So. Um, it seems a little... Uh, I, I, I kind of roll my eyes anytime the Celestials get involved in stuff because they have all these like grand plans for our tiny shitty backwater planet. <laughs> like we're going to, yeah. they're just spending a lot of time and effort for a dude's name Celestial. It'd be like if I spent like, I had a, a really like just really crappy ant colony that I knew the name of every single ant to, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> and grand plans. I had, yeah. Fun. And I'm like, I've got a 5,000 yeah. year plan for this ant colony. Everybody around me is like, <laughs> I don't think that ants live that long, my dude. Like that's going to be a much different colony by the time you're done with it. Um, but it's fine. It doesn't. The, the I, weird thing that that converts celestials to being cool is when they die. Yes. Yes. Like like a dead celestial in the middle of the ocean at the end of Eternals was cool. Extremely you know, cool. When they referenced yeah. that in She Hulk, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like a dead celestial quite a bit. Um, <laughs> the only kind of celestial I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. Uh, the uh, beast, you know, basically says like, uh, the way we have to get through this, you know, is get a life egg. Um, they're not really created. They're created by celestials, celestial gardeners every few thousand years. There won't be another one here for centuries. Yep. Uh, and he's like, you know, there's one, there's one place I know uh, to get one in my lab. Uh, we must journey to the age of apocalypse. Yes. Um, dun, 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 dun. And I remember reading this and going like, well, that just sounds cool as fuck. <laughs> I, yeah. I cannot wait. Uh the uh the Marvel Unlimited uh, version of this comic book can now has like a twenty page preview for like Iron Man two point or something, and I'd, I mm-hmm. uh, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I was real worried when I pulled it up because I was like, oh, this is a forty five page issue of X Force. Yeah, like, what's yeah, yeah. That, sure. Fortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that maybe that you know it's Nick Spencer who is sometimes good. Maybe that's a good uh, Iron Man comic. I don't know. I've just never read it. It's just it's uh, it's one of those cr- cross media marketing things where you're like. I just imagine reading like Uncanny X Force and then reading like, oh, Tony Stark is sad again. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> in, in the mid 2000s, when I was reading these, something that had a huge push 
was Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos, which was Nick Fury uh, leading a squad of monsters. Ooh, okay. Like Werewolf by Night and Dracula and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was like a 20-page a preview in the back of like, I felt like every comic I got for a season, uh, they would have that. Oh, wow. So Interesting. They were really pushing it. It was real weird. I didn't have um, any uh, like previous knowledge of what that Werewolf by Night thing was when they released it on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus and, uh I don't know if you've watched it or not, but uh, it's, 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 it was only an hour long, and it's really good. Uh, and I, now I'm just desperate for them to do more stories like that in the MCU. Like, I know I keep chat- chatting about the MCU in between these comics. So sorry about that. But uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's part of the water. It's okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I need to. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the next issue starts a big major storyline. This might be a good stopping point. You, you, I'm not trying to speak for you. I also have to use the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's. Um, which is not as as desperate as COVID. Yeah. Let's but, um. Let's call it because if I if I'm not if I'm not there yet, then this would be a good time. So I'm not like yeah. ruining myself. Um. And we'll and that'll just let us like jump into the next one. So uh, that, yep. that'll work fine. <clears throat> uh, uh. Sorry for my voice, everybody. Um. <laughs> and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Gary do all of the outro stuff. Yeah, I, I, you, you rest. Rest, child. Uh, if you like this show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, give us some money. $5 gives you the most extra content. That's what most people pledge at. And you get tons of bonus shows and such. Uh, $10 gets you even more. And then above that, you can start dictating stuff we cover. Um, not dictating, but, you know, cooperating with us. Uh, <laughs> as such, Join the team. Um, if you, uh, so please do that. Uh, it also supports us, makes a big difference. Ratings, reviews, and word of mouth are all very important. Um, this is the, uh, if you're hearing this, you still have plenty of time to prepare for Duck Stream. Duck Stream is the weekend of the 16th, 17th, and 18th of December. It is a 48-hour live stream charity event for the Transactive Gender Project out of Lewis and Clark College here in Oregon. Um, great cause. Uh, it's coming up on our 10th year of doing it. Not quite. I think this might be our ninth year. Wow. Doing it for a long time. Is though. it really? Um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's fucking nuts, man. Eighth or ninth. Uh, so yeah, it's been, been quite a while. Um, it's gonna be really fun. We will have a website up soon with, uh, more scheduling stuff, but just, you know, clear their plans, uh, is what I need you to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think it'll be fun. If you can't donate, uh, or watch spread the word. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Jeremy has some travel stuff going on. So next episode, depending on uh, how that goes, it may be a skip. It may be a sub episode. It might be a special episode where you talk about something different. Um, you'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just kind of depends because of uh, real life takes precedence over pod life. Yes. Yes. Um, so. I'm going to go hang out at a hospital full of cancer patients for two weeks. Um, I'm fine, but I just I have a family member that needs some help. So should be an exciting time for everybody. And I'm already asking, like, do y'all have a library? Can I podcast in it? <laughs> like, what's going on? What, yes. What's your podcast studio situation <laughs> yeah. look like? Cancer Center Treatment of America. <laughs> it's, it's possible that posting will still happen. Uh, Never stop the, uh, posting. We will, we will find out. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Yeah, take care.